This week's Weed and Grub is brought to you by Lake Grade, sustainably sun-grown under the blue skies of Lake County, California. Lake Grade's five proprietary strains are cultivated by local growers who have dedicated their lives to clean and sustainable growing practices. Every harvest is rack-dried and carefully hand-trimmed from 16-foot-tall trees. Lake Grade gives back to communities in two ways. First, by supporting Last Prisoner Project and the important work they are doing to help free those incarcerated for cannabis-related activities that are no longer illegal. Second, Lake Grade donates each month to reforestation efforts in the fire-damaged areas of California through one tree planted. Every eighth you buy, we'll plant one tree. Follow them at Lake Grade on Instagram and visit them at lakegrade.com. We're thankful for Lake Grade support. And if you like what we do, please check out the companies that support us. Like, like Lake, Lake Grade! <laughs> Hello, and welcome to Weed and Grub. seen anything like it mike what do you mean your delayed onset haircut yeah it's wild it i never knew that a ti- like a haircut could be time released <laughs> <laughs> it really is though it was it was a uh, yes it's bad to good like you straight up i saw you right after you'd gotten your haircut and it didn't really look like it had been cut and i was like you know oh your hair looks great how do you feel about it and you were like i don't know Kind of like you weren't, you didn't, you didn't feel it so much, right? No, it's, it felt like somebody had just cut a handful of strands. Right. And then like moved it around a bit. And that was it. Almost like, uh, uh, um, like an air cut. Right. Right. But then <laughs> More it, than a haircut. But it was so weird though. Cause then I saw you the next day or a couple days later and it like had fucking settled and it looks amazing. Thank you. It's so crazy. It is a time release haircut though. It's, it's so wild because like how, how did how did your stylist do that like it, it's what, what was the secret what happened I don't know because it was our first time together which oh. is always risky business on both ends are yeah. they gonna like me do they like my conversation am I gonna like them is the haircut gonna be to my satisfaction yeah. and I left there and I was like yo I don't know but at least it's shorter in places uh, but I felt like who was the teen heartthrob who always had the colic in the back. Cow, oh, cowlick. Uh, colic. Cowlick. Cowlick in yeah, the back. Yeah, colic is like cough when you cough, like a colicky baby. Yeah. Was Josh like... Hartnett. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I felt like Josh Hartnett in like the faculty or something like that with like that little floop in the back. Oh. And is like, I'm like, I'm no Josh Hartnett. Yeah. So, you know, this does not belong on my head. But then, like you're saying, everything settled down. Yeah. The world got uh, to be a little bit calmer. And now I'm rocking something I can rock for a while. I gotta say, it frames your eyes really beautifully. It sits on your brow real nice. It's like good over the ears. It looks good from the back. It's a good haircut, Mike. Thank you. But we didn't know it until two days later. It's You're so right. It's almost like a marinade. Like they put yeah. my head in a marinade and they were like, <laughs> we're going to need 48 on this. It needed to settle. <laughs> it needed to settle and soak. Ah, perfect. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, thank you for the compliment. You're, you look great. Uh, well, what up, Mary Jane? How's it going, Mike? Good. Welcome to Weed and Grub, everyone. This is a podcast about comedy, cannabis, culture, cooking, calling shit out, and uh, hot styles. Yeah. Hot hot styles and all things. Coming through with the truth. Yep. I think is yep. a good topic for, especially with Jackie Cation as our guest, I think coming through with the truth is the yes. truth. 
Absolutely. Fantastic guest. I was so thrilled to speak to her. I've been a fan for a long time. And yeah, her album had me straight up like rewinding and rewinding and rewinding to just listen over through all of the pieces. Fantastic. Fuck it. Let's plug it now. Staycation. Yeah. Get it. Yeah. Get it now. It's if, everywhere you can get your comedy albums. Uh, I'll, I'll repeat it in her intro in a little bit. But if you're cooking the day this drops, getting ready for Thanksgiving, yeah. put it in your ears and enjoy. It'll make your day and your fucking week better, especially if you're around family. Because, you know, you need you need a, a bud in your ears sometimes when you're dealing with that kind of stuff. And Jackie's it. Jackie is it. Because I think we've all done the move where you act like you got an important phone call or text that you have to take and you <laughs> bolt up because you can't deal with your family anymore and you just need to go in the other room and play Candy Crush for a fucking hour yeah. to yourself. Take a break. Or take a break with us. I mean, you know, we've got a, we've got almost 300 ups up. You can you know, go hang out with us. True that. <laughs> can I say also, uh, Jackie has a fucking awesome podcast called The Jackie and Lori Show with Lori Kilmartin. And I was listening to that today. And I wanted to broach a subject with you because uh, they're talking about uh, making a, a comment to someone who was a friend who was not a comedian and they didn't get it and they were offended. And then Lori's like, well, you, the mistake you made was making any friends who aren't comics. That's real. <laughs> and I had a flashback to a moment where you and I were standing in my kitchen the other night and you tried to say something nice to me and I refuted it. And you were like, I'm so fucked because I can't give you a compliment in a jokey way. And I also can't give it to you in a serious way. So what am I supposed to do? And I was like, oh, that's so real. Yeah. Like, if I were just a comic, we would just joke together all the time. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. You don't need compliments. You just need to keep the ball in the air it's to pass jokes. the time. Yeah, exactly. Right. But then also when you try and get real with me, I get like awkward because then I'm like, I feel vulnerable or whatever. So it's a, it's a hellscape. Yeah. You're it's, a hellscape. It's a friendship hellscape. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it just made me vow to try to see things in a funnier way and be lighter with things just in general, especially at this time of year when I feel like I feel myself the gravity blanket uh, of, you know, all of the things that are involved in holidays and family time, especially when you're missing family members who aren't going to be there for the first time. Like I'll be missing my sis a lot this year, yeah, obviously. Yeah. And I just feel the weight of that, like kind of descending. So I'm right now here on pod with you promising to try to pierce it with lightness and humor at all times. Beautiful. Yeah. Well, if I can come in real hot with some <laughs> dumb shit, I'm here. I'm here to make dumb things happen to make you laugh great yeah 100 percent. good I, i'm glad that you're coming over to the dark side yeah well you know as a comedian who is now in print as such oh jesus you're uh i'm not gonna <laughs> let it go two episodes in a row god damn it she's in print if, you, if you're just joining us because jackie is our guest just know that mary jane gibson is in print as a comedian in the cannabis landscape oh wow a powerful woman in weed <laughs> and uh and as a comedian i must say welcome to the dark side mary jane this is where you pass time by avoiding your feelings until you're on stage to talk about them. Great. Uh, not a comedian. Definitely <laughs> never going to call myself a comedian. Not now, anyway. Maybe never going to call myself a comedian, but definitely always gaining an appreciation for how jokes can help you stay alive. That's, that's fucking true. Like... That's it for me. That is so much of what I've learned from uh, from you and being around people who are funny for a living with this podcast is that jokes help you stay alive, man. Yeah. They get you through the fucking tough shit. And like there have been times when I've just felt like crazy that someone would try to be funny anywhere near me when I'm like going through some hard stuff. But more and more, I'm, I'm really feeling like that's that's what I need more than anything. Like my, my sister was a very fucking funny person. And so to be funny uh, in response to to the sadness that I feel missing her just doesn't feel sacrilegious. It feels right. 
Because you know? you're not doing it in the face or against her. You're doing right? it as a celebration of what she stood for. Right, exactly. And, you know, I, I should always remember that, like, uh, you know, a, a large part of my family, I mean, my dad and the entire side of his family were Irish and very fucking irreverent and very, you know, much about laughing in the face of shit that's fucked up and hard. So it's not bad to honor someone who's gone by making fucking jokes. Yo, it's the only <laughs> way, especially over the holidays. I get so hinky. I get holiday hinky. Yeah. And right right the week before Halloween is when the hink sets in mm-hmm. and it carries all the way through January 6th-ish. Wow. So yeah, the, it gets it gets yeah. more and more hink the closer and closer the holidays get. Yeah. What are we going to do to alleviate the hink that this year? Drugs? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Drugs and food. Drugs and, and food. Or food as a drug. <laughs> and Friendsgiving. Oh, well, in that case, it was uh, uh, plants- yeah. And food and friends. That was all medicine. All of the, everything we had that day. We had a beautiful friend, Friendsgiving thanks to late grade. And we had this just incredible spread. You can see it on our Instagram. Joe, go check out at Weed and Grub. Joe, also check out at Weed and Grub. Check, Joe, check out. Check, check it out, Joe. <laughs> um, but it was marvelous because it gave me an excuse to set up a big table in my living room with a bunch of chairs around it, which I haven't done in two years. I love hosting so much. And now that, you know, our friends, now that we're all vaxxed, double vaxxed, Mm -hmm. and we can get together, we did this thing and it felt so medicinal. The weed, the food, the friendship, the music, the fun, the laughter. My place smells incredible. It smells like turkey and stuffing and weed. And terps. And terps. Terps and turkey, man. It's great. (laughs) My dog and my cat both got a little, uh, you know, some scraps. Everyone is feeling good. Bobo is on the mend as well. So it's... uh... Oh, let's take a second before we get into Friendsgiving a bit more and dissect the dishes and such. Um, Bobo's back. Bobo went to the animal hospital a week and a half ago because I thought he was dying. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's been on antibiotics and thyroid medication for a week. He's gained a couple pounds. His his poops are enormous. Uh, and he stole food from the Friendsgiving table. He stole <laughs> two rolls on two separate occasions on Thanksgiving from the top of the table with no one looking at him and then ran like a leopard with a gazelle in its mouth to the top of a tree and hoofed, hoofed. Horked, oh, yeah. horked down those rolls, and then came back for a double gobble of Bourgeon cheese. Yeah, he ate half a wheel of cheese and two rolls, <laughs> and also back, baby. has had a bunch of turkey. He's doing totally great, truly. I mean, I don't really want to talk about his poops too much, but they're very impressive. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's doing well. Like he, he, He's gained weight. His eyes are clear. He's not snuffling anymore. I think he got rid of that little cold thanks to the antibiotics and the great medical care that he got. Yeah, um, and for anyone who's like, oh, your, your cat shouldn't eat cheese or whatever, he's 18 years old every fucking meal is his last meal whatever it is is it yeah he can do whatever the fuck he wants he can bite me on my face and it's fine i forgive him he is yeah he's a million years old he has free reign he could put a saddle on archie and ride him around and i would let that happen (laughs) totally fine Where'd he get a saddle? How'd he pay for it? What's going on? I had a custom built on Etsy and I bought it for him. (laughs) Shut up, Archie. (laughs) So Friendsgiving was amazing. I hope all of you are going to have a really great holiday. And uh, uh, this this Thursday, this drops Wednesday, but our Friendsgiving, for me, filled me up in ways that I did not expect. How so? Because 
I don't like Thanksgiving. I don't like anything around tradition because I don't like being forced to do something because the rest of the world is doing it. I like to beat my own drum and play by my own rules. So anytime some holiday comes around where I feel forced into the idea of it, I am automatically anti it because Mm. I don't trust and don't want to be told what to do. But when you have a shitload of friends around and some great weed from Lake Grade and a huge juicy turkey and some wild rice stuffing and some garlic mashed potatoes and some almond green beans, yeah, all is okay. Fuck yes, it is all okay. And can I just say that I think I'm s- slowly starting to differentiate tradition from nostalgia. And you and I have had a lot of conversations on here about nostalgia and tradition not being things that you're a big fan of. And and maybe you conflate them a little bit. Like, yeah, I think so. Because right. I even, during the Friendsgiving, I started talking about how anyone who likes the Squid Game soundtrack during an EDM concert is a fool. And everyone's like, what are you talking about? It's just fun. And I'm like, no, it's not. It's dangerous. <laughs> you got shut down for that. I got shut down bad. <laughs> but I just wanted to say, like, I I love the idea of the gathering and the dishes and the whole idea of doing it to mark an occasion together as a tradition, not necessarily being connected to the past, just it being something, it, it actually felt very present and in the moment. And it didn't, it felt, um, of course, it's like, it, it's it's connected to all of the other Thanksgivings that you've always had, but you can always, if Thanksgiving or any holiday has historically been a difficult one for you, I mean, maybe you come from a family where it was just like a tricky time, you know, that you can still honor the occasion by making a new tradition and that as, you know, maybe not news to anyone, but I'm sort of feeling it for the first time in my own life. Like I have lost several family members in the past few years and things do feel sad for me around the holidays but I also don't want to ignore that they're happening and like not mark the time and say I'm grateful for what I have I'm grateful for all of the fucking you know things that are coming I want to celebrate and be excited like my sister was you know she left me with that one thing like always celebrate so I just also want to sort of you know note that with you like I want to actually do Christmas even though it's not going to look anything like any other Christmas I think that that's the thing I'm learning from you as well when I talk about tradition and nostalgia and how anti them I am mm-hmm. what I will say is that I the idea of always celebrate and be present takes the pressure off of the holiday for me because I think that I build up a lot of pressure around something like Thanksgiving around something like Christmas and Hanukkah because um, they are steeped in you have to get presents for these people, otherwise you don't actually love them. You have to go home. You have to do all these things, and it's just not the fucking case. Right. You can do whatever you want to do to celebrate the holiday, and if you're with people that you enjoy and love, that's fantastic. And if you're not able to be with them, but you can take some time for yourself and lift the pressure off of yourself in that moment away from tradition and away from nostalgia and just be here... Then I then I can do it, and that's what Friendsgiving was for me. Was yeah. it was just a present celebration with no pressure. Oh, it was so great. Also, we just happen to have a lot of friends who are really good at rolling big fat joints. Yeah, sorry <laughs> to get so heavy. Instead of talk about funny things, I no, apologize. I, you're not at all. I think we're following up on like, yeah, we're just following each other's thoughts. And I just wanted to say that adding weed to that mix helped me feel very present. And smoking those big fat joints with a group of friends helped me feel like this this could be the, the new tradition. This yeah. could be our new Thanksgiving. Table leg size joints at the dinner table. Yeah. 100%. With fucking rotini filters, man. Or crutches. That's it. <laughs> yeah. That was amazing. It was great. Yeah, get yourself friends who know how to roll real well if you can't yourself. <laughs> it was 
truly a fucking great day. And I don't know. I just, I'm excited to make traditions with you and with new friends here in LA and my kind of new home. I can't look back. I know. Uh, so I'm looking forward. The only thing from that dinner that drove me bananas besides me getting shut down about the Squid Game soundtrack <laughs> was when we went around the table and everyone shared their favorite pie. Yeah. It was so divisive, Mary Jane. Oh, I thought that was a great conversation. It was so good, but I couldn't believe some of the people coming out. Well, yeah. I mean, who do you want to call out on that? Well, uh, I think, I mean, I had the very best answer, which is banana cream pie, number one pie in the game. Insane. That's arguably not even a pie. It's just a set custard in a in a crust. You that's... really don't believe it's, you don't believe it's a pie? <laughs> no, I'm just saying that's what we were all saying. <laughs> of course I believe it's a pie and I fucking love cream pies. Don't come for, yeah, I mean, chocolate cream pie, coconut cream pie, banana cream pie, all the cream pie. I love a cream pie, Mike. Uh, I love ha, a cream ha, pie. Ha, ha. But um, no, I mean, people were coming for each other's pies for sure. Like, it was, there was awesome. Arg- argument about like, yeah. I mean, Joel said he, his favorite pie was a boysenberry pie, and I didn't believe him. I didn't either until he <laughs> sent a text of an empty jar of boysenberry jam at his place, and he's like flexing on us with an empty can. I was yeah. like, yo, you're real. You was, believe in the boysenberry. Yeah, this is fucking real. No cap. Boysenberry all day. I was like, what are you talking about? We need to go to Scandinavia now. <laughs> I know. I would, Yeah, because I really did think he was just coming out with like a kooky answer to be kooky, yeah. but it turns out... The dude loves boysenberry pie. Loves a boysenberry. So how do you feel about Ryan Howard, friend of the show, yeah. sawsome uh, creator? Yeah. How do you feel about his wanting cheesecake to be into the pie category? Well, I, he he did end up, apple pie was his entry, ultimately. Sure, I, I think, but yeah. I do believe that cheesecake is pie. Cheesecake and I don't want to get into doughboy territory with cupcake is pie. I, right. That's very dangerous. But I will say, when he brought up cheesecake as a pie, I see it, I get it, the crust. Yeah, I if a custard is a pie, then a cheesecake should be a pie. I don't know. I feel like, yeah, it's it's a gray area. It's a weird definition. I can't I can't get on board. I don't think that cheesecake is pie. Someone tell me I'm wrong. I think it is. Okay. Is it because if, if it was called cheese pie, would you would you agree? Like if cheesecake was a word that was never invented. Okay. <laughs> and then somebody invented cheese pie cake but they called it cheese pie okay would you be like oh that's pie or would you be like i don't think that fits under the pie category we should change the name maybe i would call it a tart Mm. i don't know very difficult to know i did like i did like the assortment of pies that we did get the cross section like you know we went from warm loose which was the cherry right that is a warm loose pie to a cold tight which was the key lime right (laughs) And everything in between. And they were definitely indicators of, it was a barometer of the personalities in the room, for sure. I yeah. mean, you being banana cream, to me, was just perfect. I, it's, I, that it is me. I like a banana cream, but you are a cold tight. I am a cold tight. I'm a key lime. We had, uh, V-Fresh was pecan. We had the warm loose with Isabel. She was a hot cherry pie. Mm-hmm. You're the banana cream. Joel's a fucking off-the-wall boysenberry weirdo. Marches to his own drum. Yeah. Is it even the drum? I'm a, yeah. So who, what, what is be he banging on? Yeah, it could be anything. <laughs> I was a cold tight with a sweet tart key lime. Uh, Cody, summer blowout, was a uh, strawberry rhubarb. Wow, your memory's amazing. And then uh, Ryan was trying to talk us into cheesecake, which felt like a very, you know, it was a very, like, he came at it like he always does with everything. He's trying to sort of, like, figure out an interesting storytelling angle. Yeah. But he landed on the classic apple. Yeah. Yeah. He's great. I thought it was a good, uh, yeah, a good roundup of pie talk. It really was. And also, uh, shout out to the episode of Curb from the Seating. <laughs> yes. This season. The seating arrangement at Friendsgiving. Late grade. Thank you. Yep. Because... 
the middles were nailing it. The yeah. seating arrangement was good. You middled perfectly. I feel real good about middling. You middled and Cody middled. I feel like you and Cody were the middles. Yeah. Um, I felt very proud of my host game because I forgot what it was fucking like to have a bunch of people in my space, but I refilled waters and um, topped up glasses a lot. And that just felt so nice. That's to, like, awesome. Offer someone else a, a, a bit of liquid when they're feeling a little thirsty after they smoked a big fat joint. <laughs> I was like, I like this. Yeah. Let me clean out that ashtray do you have everything you need but you did it in a way that didn't make everyone be like sit down hang out with us you just kind of like came and went and everything was fine and it was just a it was a cold tight but you were playing it like a like a hot and loose thank you I I mean you know I worked in restaurants for a huge chunk of my life over 20 years so I do I do actually love and miss the feeling of just making sure that everyone has has everything they need without needing to be part of the conversation you know yeah yeah uh, I know we need to get to the news, but I you do make me think of the Avengers, especially because our guest is Jackie this week. Yes. And if if I were to build like an Avengers squad for Thanksgiving, yeah. you got to have people like you who are carving the turkey, filling the waters, cleaning out the ashtray, keeping it going. You got to have people like me and Cody who are keeping the conversation up, moving it around. You got to have people like Joel who are just rolling J's and keeping Bats. it loose and fucking going like like you gotta assemble your squad gotta assemble the fucking squad ryan always like having an interesting idea to introduce into the fucking mix Mm -hmm. be fresh coming through with like new friend at the table yeah brought a new energy because they showed up um after doing a large twitch stream where they were like spinning records and then they showed up a little later and it regrouped and the energy re i don't need to describe (sighs) thing you none of you were there but dinner parties man just a really like god damn thank you so much for that opportunity to just sit down with a bunch of friends and get high and eat food yep it truly has been two years it's truly been two years so or not two years but you know it will be coming up in march so well happy thanksgiving thanksgiving everybody hope you have a great dank thanksgiving dank whatever it is you do giving yeah yeah hit us in the dms if you're like yo i don't really have anyone i'll talk to you yeah send us pictures of your fucking anything of your stash of your gravy of your your boysenberry pie let's let's see it all hell yes and we're here all week i will be responding to dms as well we'll need to like take our phone and walk into another room for a reason yeah and it'll hopefully be to look at delicious wavy mashed potatoes that people are sending our way also i haven't gotten a hot whisk pic in a while if anyone wants to send me a picture of a big fat whisk Mm. i'm here for it (laughs) should we get to the news Let's get to the news. All right. The Greble Gazette is presented by OCB Rolling Papers, the largest rolling paper brand in the world, crafted naturally since 1918. OCB offers a full line of plant-to-puff papers made with sustainable fibers farmed from within a 500-kilometer radius of their facility in France, which is powered by 100% green energy. In 2020, OCB rolled out America's first ultra-thin, slow-burning bamboo rolling papers and cones. They're even burning, no-tear, GMO-free, and vegan. Not all rolling papers are created equal. OCB offers a premium smoking experience that we call harm. Gobble, gobble, gobble. Ask for OCB wherever you buy your papers and sample the entire line of products. Plus visit OCB USA and follow OCB on Instagram at OCB underscore USA. Thanks, OCB. We are so grateful for your support. Yes, and great papers for rolling Thanksgiving size joints. Big bats all day. Let's go. So fantastic. Uh, So our news story this week is coming from your hometown, Mike. STL? Yeah. Uh, MarijuanaMoment.net. Oop. Got some sirens in the back there. MarijuanaMoment.net, where we get uh, our news from. Often it's a great site for all of the marijuana news. Definitely a go-to. Our reporting, uh, St. Louis lawmakers move to decriminalize marijuana possession and cultivation. So 
St. Louis uh, basically has given preliminary approval to a local measure that would broadly decriminalize marijuana in the city. It would not change Missouri state laws that continue to criminalize cannabis, but it would change uh, local ordinances that penalize low-level possession and cultivation. So you can grow at home. Yeah, basically adults 21 and older would be able to possess up to two ounces of weed without facing the civil penalty that is currently in place. And it would also make it so that, quote, no resources, so like no money and no law enforcement, you know, man hours or person hours, would be able to be spent to punish adults for cultivating up to six flowering plants. Which is a lot of plants. That's right. So decriminalized, not legalized. Uh, They do have medical marijuana in Missouri. Did I say it Missouri weird? Um, Missouri. You you said it in a way that actually sounded Missouri-ish. Oh. (laughs) Yeah. So I I felt almost at home. Oh, good. Okay. Uh, Yeah. So basically, it it would also allow uh, city employees who are medical patients to present their state-issued ID cards, like their you know, their city ID cards to avoid averse employer actions based on a positive drug test. So if you are like, you know, uh, working for a government agency, you would be able to get out of being drug tested because you're actually a medical cannabis patient. Huge. Yeah. This is a big step too, because I know um, uh, Missouri got down with weed maybe a year or two ago. (laughs) Yeah. Something like that. And so it seems like, oh, well, it's going well so far. So the next incremental step to take is something like this. And then we'll see how this goes. And then we'll head towards... Just legalization. Full legalization at some yeah. point, yeah. Huge deal. It is. It's it's really cool. The measure has 11 co-sponsors. It's supported by the mayor. Um, and a spokesperson for the mayor said that the intention is to free up police resources so they don't even have to worry about arresting someone for a victimless crime. And that language coming from the mayor's office saying what it is, which is, you know, a victimless crime, like someone smoking a joint, it's a, it's a big shift. Yeah. You know, it's a big, big shift in, in just thinking. So And taking away a uh, cop's ability to, I don't know, nudge the law in their direction to get you on something like a fucking roach. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. So uh, the St. Louis mayor, Mayor Tashora O. Jones, uh, tweeted, St. Louis's marijuana laws are outdated, unfair, and discriminatory. In the past three years, 591 people were arrested in our city for marijuana-related charges. Of those individuals, 82% were black. Uh, And she follows it with, let me be clear, locking people up for marijuana does not make us safer. So fucking awesome. It's really pretty cool news coming out of the, the, the STL, if I'm allowed to say that. Damn right. Please. <laughs> you are an official STL. That's great news. Yeah. My dream would be next step in legalization, you know, a ribbon cutting ceremony with the mayor, mm-hmm. but instead they're standing on a chair and ripping like an eight foot bong <laughs> to cut the ribbon on legalization. Wouldn't that be an awesome way to do it? Wait, standing on a chair? Well, I don't know how else you hit an eight footer. Yeah. I was just going to say, I don't know if I want to, yeah, I would, I want to be well supported up on that chair. Yes. Ripping that bong. Yes. Fucking awesome. Right? I love it. Be yeah. awesome. Puffing clouds. <laughs> yeah. A cloud puffing ceremony. I deem weed legal. And then you hear. <laughs> <laughs> that would be love it. it. Perfect. Good news story. Uh, I'm proud of my home state. Damn right, yeah. STL. Nice job. Nice job. Well, should we uh, get to our VIB? Yeah, let's get to our buzz of the week and then our VIB. Do you want to go right. first or second on VIBs? I'll go first. I already mentioned or her. Or B-O-T-W, sorry. Or B-O-T-W's or Buds of the Week. Yeah. Um, I'll go first because I've been talking about her. It's our friend Isabel. She is at Instagram, on Instagram at LaBellatini, L-A-B-E-L-L-A-T-I-N-I. She's 
such an amazing person all around. Like she is a casting director. She's a DJ. She's a boxer. She's a fucking wild woman. And you know, she's a, she cooks. She's fucking brilliant. Her fashion's amazing. Yeah. She's just a fucking awesome. She's, I met her when I moved to LA and I'm so glad that I'm getting to hang out with her a little bit more again. Cause she's just so fun. So give her a follow and check her out on Twitch. She's at Twitch, uh, same handle as Instagram and, um, which is uh, La Bellatini. And, uh, yeah, she's just fucking great. I love you, Isabel. Great butt of the week. Yeah. Uh, my butt of the week this week, also from Friendsgiving, is summer.blowout. Summer blowout. Uh, also n- known as Cody, our friend Cody. Thanks to our friend Ryan, and Ryan and Cody are together. And if you want to check out a hot, hot Instagram page, check out summer.blowout. Selling you sex, stunts, and entertain and an entire warehouse of refrigerators at 70% off in Los Angeles. It's just great pics of Cody as Summer Blowout in incredible clothing. A couple pics of uh, Ryan and Cody together. But ultimately, I just can't wait until Summer Blowout starts performing again live so that we can go celebrate, shout, yell, scream, yes. and dance. So excited to hang out with yeah. Summer Blowout. Woo! Mm-mm-mm. So check out summer.blowout. That's my butt of the week. Nice. And now our VIB. Jackie Cation. Jackie Cation. New album, Staycation. Don't miss it. Listen to it 18 times, backwards and forwards. Truly. Yeah, it will get you through. Yes. <laughs> We've already said this earlier in the app, but it's as, so true. Just as super fan of her yeah. and her comedy, Yeah. it'll get you through. Professionally funny since the fucking forever. She's like an idol to so many in the comedy community. She is like, if you get a chance to see her live, yeah, the best time. And I would also like to go on record as somebody who is constantly making new material new material new material like it is it is a incredibly difficult machine to create new material all the time and go out on the road every single year when you can and on not counting covid and bring new fucking hours to yeah. every single stage and club that you're performing in across the country for these sold out shows like it is work and she is incredible at that work yeah, and I, I, her comedy encourages me to just do better and be a better person because she's so, uh, I mean, you know, she has a whole bit about empaths and how it's not a thing. Yeah. But she's very empathic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that right up front. Like, she's, she's I think she's, uh, yeah, she's just doing really good work out in the world with, with her fucking amazing comedy. So, yeah. yeah. Should we get to it? Yeah. All right. Well, without further ado, here is our interview with... Jackie Cation. Jackie, thanks for joining us. How are you today? I'm good. I'm actually a little twitchy, but I'm good. How about you guys? Also twitchy. Yeah. Twitchy is the, the word of the week, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's troubled times, but uh, I'm trying to live in the moment, you know? I love your new album and was uh, having a great time the other night making soup in my kitchen and listening all the way through and stopping and rewinding. And um, some of my favorite parts were the Schrodinger's cat. Uh, <laughs> sure. That <laughs> had me go back. I think I listened to it four or five times. <laughs> and I, I might have even stopped and looked up what Schrodinger's cat actually is. But uh, yeah, it's- what kind of soup were you making? Turkey, turkey soup with uh, lime and jalapenos. Oh, very nice. That sounds delicious, quite honestly. Is it, are you putting lime in with turkey meat to sort of bright, yeah. brighten it up a little bit? 
Yeah, big fat squeeze of lime with some cilantro and avocado at the end. Oh, dude, that sounds delightful. Well played. Are you a soup person before we get back to your own? Oh, my God. never A short-lived ad campaign that the Campbell's people should never have got rid of was never underestimate the power of soup. It was the greatest ad campaign in the world because it is correct. It is underestimated. It is not appreciated, yet everyone loves it. And no one is dissing soup, but there's, I mean, but seriously, there is a Korean soup that literally can cure anything. It is not a cure for COVID, but it can literally (laughs) cure anything before you know you have it. Like if you have a cold, it's a spicy beef soup. It's called Yukai Jang, but it isn't. It's probably pronounced differently. But uh, <laughs> but it's a spicy beef soup, and it's delightful. And if you don't have a cold and you eat it, you will not get a cold. Ooh, that sounds so good. Is this something that you have purchased, or have you been like, I need to make a batch of this for I my husband? I do not know I'm... how to make that. I, I That is actually that is an excellent idea. There's glass noodles involved, which I always enjoy. But I there are certain foods when I cook them, I'm like, oh, I would... I would ruin that. I shouldn't have that. I can't have nice things. And glass noodles feel like one of them. <laughs> yeah. What is your what is your soup at home if you're 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 making soup yourself? What's your go-to? Oh, I will make uh I make a stew more than a soup, but I will make a chicken soup. Um and I make my own uh stock, which feels like making a soup, but it's like the start of it's the start of all the great soups is if you make your own chicken stock. Completely agree. so I have notoriously on this podcast been anti-soup yeah. for a very long time. Oh, interesting. Until, yeah. <laughs> well, I was just, I was just, because before I said that nobody's against soup, but it sounds like, like you might have been against soup. <laughs> I have been. I feel like you're kind of, I feel like he's kind of against comfort because you also dislike tea a great deal. Which is, you know, if you don't like soup and you don't like tea, you just like being unhappy, I guess. Well, it's like maybe, maybe, or you're one of those people that's like, I just eat for fuel. If you could just, yeah, just yeah. it's fine. That's my brother. I'm not like that. I I need I need to feel very overly full mm. all the time to feel my best. Okay, but what are you eating? Before Mary Jane and I started Weight Watchers, which is a new thing, mm-hmm. uh, uh, two frozen pizzas back-to-back, Newman's own style, with ranch dressing. All right, so connoisseur. So you're a, <laughs> so you're a foodie, is what you're telling me. <laughs> oh, yeah, a huge foodie. <laughs> I'm paying Weight Watchers $40 a month as well, but I'm not doing it. So good for me. Good for me. Just trying to keep Weight Watchers in business. When you when you started it up, did you get the free trial and sort of feel like it worked for you well enough to now get into the place where you're paying for it? Or have you... I've tried it uh, many times over the last 15 odd years. And for and I tried it again because COVID. I gained a bunch of weight in COVID. And, yeah. uh, and I was like, well, you got to lose weight. And you're like, well, why don't you just do it? And it's like, well, why don't you shut up? And that all is happening inside of my head. And so I went to Weight Watchers and then I didn't sit through the thing. And then I was like, I don't care. And I was just like, so essentially, I also tried Noom. Uh, my my sister-in-law lost 65 pounds on Noom. 20, she kind of has been needing to lose for a thousand years. And the weird thing about losing weight is I'm 56 years old, right? I've always been about 30 35 pounds overweight if i were to lose the 60 pounds i would like to lose right now i would look 56 years old it would happen 
right in front of your eyes. You'd be like, oh my God, are you sick? And I'm like, no, I just aged and you didn't notice because I was slightly overweight. Because I've been, (laughs) and and medically I would not be called slightly overweight. I was eligible to get the vaccine early because of how heavy I was. And I was unwilling to admit it. So I lied and told him I wanted it for a different reason. Uh, But I also got it early. Wow. That's a lot of stories right there. Right in there. There's like three (laughs) stories in there. Great stories. (laughs) Okay, so for me, the problem with soup is I I would much rather, it just doesn't feel satisfying because of all these loose things swimming <laughs> around in a pool. I like Soup I like, is loose. You are, that is the best loose. description. It's a loose <laughs> food. There's a lot of, you're not really getting a lot of bites out of it. You're, I know, I know what you mean though. That's why stew can sometimes be more satisfying. Yeah. I completely agree. And Mary Jane for this turkey soup that she made uh we did a friendsgiving thanks to a company called lake grade who is sponsoring this episode so may as well say lake grade again and (laughs) uh they got us a big turkey and that night mary jane just picked it all off threw the carcass in a pot left it bubbling overnight made a beautiful turkey stock made that big stock it was very loose Mm -hmm. and um i also didn't skim any of the fat off so it's like loose and rich yeah which yeah. is how I like how I like most things. Yeah, loose and rich. <laughs> nom nom nom. I love it. I mean, we talk about that a lot on this podcast. We all talk about we also talk about weed a lot, and I've got to ask you about this because in your album you talk about performing uh, during the pandemic on Zoom, and there there was a fan who would tune in to watch your shows and be lighting up. Yeah, Ben. Some, yeah, Ben. It was it was so <laughs> funny about Ben because. Um, I was started doing that joke, and he kind of stopped coming to the shows. I feel bad. I think he felt he felt self conscious that I called him out, but I was I was like, dude, no, I'm psyched. I'm psyched. Yeah. Like I mentioned, like three, four people during in this album by name, like two stand up comics and two audience members. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was so great. Your like, your comedy. I mean, just speaking on a very personal level, it's mm-hmm. very appealing when you're high because. <laughs> Of all of the ways that you weave your stories and, and you know, I get to follow ideas for quite a long time. Nice. Like while I was making this soup, I got to follow a lot of ideas and, and be sort of delightfully surprised when they ended up somewhere extremely funny. Thank you. And so I, I just imagine that Ben was like so stoked to, to, to tune in and yeah, maybe he just, he got shy, I guess. I huh? think he got shy. I really do. <laughs> yeah. But you yourself don't enjoy smoking Marijuana. Oh no! I I tried it a bunch in college, a little bit after college. Literally, you have seven to nine minutes to talk to me, and then I wake up under a pile of coats. <laughs> <laughs> I'm great at parties. <laughs> I'm just like you guys want me to protect your coats. I'm gonna go lie on this. <laughs> gonna lay on this bed. <laughs> oh man, great. <laughs> <laughs> right. How do you build an album, Jackie? You've this is your fourth, fifth, I think. Fifth. Wow. Yeah. Five and a five and a half, if we count the one that I I put together myself back in the nineties and burned on my computer. If you ever see a, but a lot of those tracks are on the second album, my bread album. But the first album, if you ever see it? It's called Cake Is Not My Downfall, and it's uh, dumb. Because uh, <laughs> somebody told me they found it used at a record store in Nebraska, and the the D, the DVD that I had, the CD that I had burned it to had faded. Like you, it was it only cost four dollars, but uh, it was no longer there. The only thing that was there was an embedded 
Like, I embedded a thing in it because I've always been kind of a nerd. So mm -hmm. I embedded a text file on the CD so that if you put it in your computer, you could listen to the album. But then you'd be like, what is this text file? And it is a recipe for baked chicken. Uh what? <laughs> Baked chicken Easter egg on a CD comedy album. That is so deeply nerdy. Right. So you, so I just keep, how I build it is I just keep doing stand-up until I have about an hour's worth of material. That 15 minutes of it needs a lot of work. And then I spend another year writing another half an hour. And then I have an hour 15 and about 20 minutes of it needs a little bit of work. And then I record and they're usually about 55 minutes. <laughs> they're usually 50 to 55 minutes um also shout out to friend of the show who i was texting with today are you doing something with caitlin gill yeah caitlin gill made so a bunch of people donated a lot of money so i could film it and so like super fans right and I wanted to do something for those super fans. And so I printed a very specific t-shirt. And it's just sort of the album cover with the name and then the word tour. So it's a staycation tour with the album cover art. And Caitlin Gill printed those, uh, those t-shirts. And she's actually doing the fulfillment on it, which is amazing. She's sending them to all those fans. And, then, um, and that's the cool thing there. That's awesome. Will they also be uh, available for, like, will I be able to go buy one? I am sorry. No. no. Exclusive. Right. Shit. You had to have donated, you have to have given me, like, a hundred to $10,000. Whoa. Because somebody gave me $10,000. A bunch of people gave me $500. A bunch of people gave me $300. A bunch of people gave me a $200. And a whole, like, handfuls of people gave me a hundreds. You know, so I just I was like, I didn't know what to do for them besides say thank you. And they and they did it because they like they were saying thank you to me and they clearly had some sort of disposable income. But um, <laughs> but it was and, and we're grateful. But I wanted to show them. Yeah. So I yeah. So Caitlin Gill printed those T-shirts. That's so awesome. Congratulations, too. Yeah, That's thanks. such a big deal. Yeah. How how long have you considered yourself professionally funny? Like, when did you sort of pinpoint yourself as like this is what I do for a living I'm a, I'm a comic well I was I always I never quit I didn't quit my day job because I hate insecurity right so I didn't quit my day job till I got my half hour special on Comedy Central in 2003 but I started doing stand-up in 84 and all of my friends quit their day jobs in like the early 90s and then a bunch of other ones quit in the late 90s and then a bunch of others quit in the early 2000 I mean there's, there's something about comics that go, oh, I'm going to do it. And then they live in squalor or their car. Or they are stacked on top of each other like cordwood. I've always wanted uh, to live in an apartment. Uh, <laughs> and for the most part, alone. <laughs> so, right. Uh, so I kept my day job till 2003. But I always had really good day jobs. Like in the, in the 90s, I had this job where I, I was a hippie skippy t-shirt shop. And 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 uh, and catalog. It's called Northern Sun Merchandising. Still happening. That that was all hippies and all super. You know, everybody claiming to be super artistic. So they would be like, "Of course you can go on the road, man." Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I I did like in the in the ninety three to ninety six. I was doing thirty five forty weeks a year on the road. Where I would just do Thursday through Saturdays or Thursday through Sundays, and then I would just make up the time 
working 10 hour shifts at, at the at the catalog so and then when i moved here to los angeles in 97 i um i worked at this closed captioning company that this woman it was and i didn't have a job like matt bronger and kyle canane both did ca closed captioning i did not uh, I was, I had a, like an admin job, so it was easy to replace me, right? So my boss was like, you can go on either two six-week runs or one ten-week run a year. Uh, and then the rest of the year, we'll need you, but we'll get a temp and, um, and you'll keep your health insurance. Yeah. And I was like, that's awesome. And then when I quit, and I told the story before, but when I quit, she was, she was hilarious. She was like, are we not being flexible enough? <laughs> and I was like, the only way you could be more flexible is if you just direct deposited the checks. And I came in when I felt like it. And that'd right. be, that'd be dumb for all of us. I was just listening to you, the latest episode of your podcast with Lori Kumartin and, you know, talking about comedy specifically as a job. And you mentioned Kyle Kinane being on tour currently in Wisconsin, I think. And he said, he said something about like, it's not a great day to be a guy named Kyle Oh, right. It was in Wisconsin. Right. It was Maria. Uh, it was Maria. It was uh, Kilmartin talking about Kyle Rittenhouse and how Kinane is working in Wisconsin and trying right. not to be a dick about it, but also promote his shows. And yeah. and Kyle Kinane, you know, you, you're going to look back on some of these guys and you're like, well, that guy's always been on the right side of history. Right. I mean, Bobcat Goldthwait has yeah. never been a dick. He's been an asshole. Yeah. Uh, you know, or he's never, I mean, he's not a creep is what I'm saying. We've all been jackasses and kind of dicky, but, uh, but he's not gross. Right. Kyle, you're never going to hear, oh, Kyle Kinane's an elbow squeezer. Kyle, yeah. <laughs> Kyle Kinane's backing women up into closets. It's, uh. uh, it's not happening, but other guys, right. I mean, that's what I love. I love that there's his generation of comics. There's just so many great comics who came out of it and almost all of them are decent men. They're just good yeah. guys where you're like, Oh, look what you can do. You don't have to be an asshat to be funny and to be, and to be genuinely successful. There's him and Bronger for two examples that we just mentioned. Yeah. Yeah. But I just wanted to say one of the things that really struck me was you, you saying, you know, that's just him trying to work. That's just him trying to go to work and this pile on, on Twitter, you know, you would ask any of those people who are tweeting about how outrageous it is to even talk about this situation and trying to be funny is like, well, did you go to work today? Yeah. Everybody you, went did, to work. Everyone went to work. It's so Monday. I think you go to work. Yeah. Yeah. yeah just a great way to think about comedy because people really, I think, fail to see it often as like a legitimate form of right, right. work. If you could, st <laughs> it, it, it's a, it's a day of mourning. We're going to not go to work. Oh, really? Is the electric company? Are they working? Okay. Mm -hmm. Then the rest of us are going to probably go to work as well. Like mm -hmm. I, I did stand up on nine 11 and, uh, picked up a set. A lot of people didn't want to do stand up. And I was like, I'm not going to get up there and make fun of the dead. Uh, I am going to get up there and do my jokes and try to make people think about something else. You know, it's sort of like the situation we're in now where I am sometimes upset, <laughs> to put it lightly. Uh, you know, over the last five or six years, this country, ha there's a cultural, there's, we're learning things at a pace to beat the band. Uh, every rock in this country is turned over. But I know that I don't have 
I don't have global reach, you know? Like, I don't, I don't know. Like, because I also feel kind of rich. But it all it does is make me tip the person in front of me well. But I think, mm. but I'm not like, like if I were Jeff Bezos, I would, I would fix something. Like I think, you know, if I were Elon Musk or, or Bill Gates and Bill Gates, you know, they all have foundations and they're all a bit of a tax dodge, but also of use. But I think that there, uh, I don't know at what level, you know, I could affect the world, but all I know is that the one thing I can do is try to help the, is not snap in front of the person in front of me. Had a, I snapped at a friend today that I was not psyched about. And I was like, oh, well, it wasn't a great day. It wasn't okay. You know, he was, yeah. he was irritating me. <laughs> I tried to explain to him why he was irritating me. He w- couldn't hear it. And I was just like, all right, I got to go. And he was like, well, wait, don't go. And I was like, I absolve you of any, this is not on you, man. This is me. I, I'm having a bad day. So, wow, a little bit of, a little bit of emotion, you guys. Uh, we'll, we'll get over it. Uh, we'll fix it in post. And, but, uh, the, but the, you know, but the thing is, is it's real, right? I mean, every, this is what I do for a living, but it doesn't mean that I'm not a whole person, right? Just like Kyle. Just like everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Has your stand-up changed to be more of yourself like that? Like, I feel like this album, it, it's it's really personal, but also it makes me over and over say, like, write and thank you and come on, <laughs> seriously. Uh, well, but good. it's also, yeah. Yeah. But it's also, like, really personal. Is that something that you've had to find for yourself, or was this always the way? Well, you know, when you first start doing stand-up, it's always personal, Right. But it's how much you're willing to sort of reveal, right? So, like, um, you're, you have, everyone has personal opinions about music and famous people. And so when you first start doing stand-up, some of your stand-up is that. You know, the personal opinions about that kind of thing. And then as you go, and then everybody's family, all that stuff is super personal. But then as you sort of, to some extent, need more material... You have to kind of dive deeper into yourself. You kind of got to break your life up into five-year-old chunks and go, how was zero to five? How was six to 10? How was 11 to 15? And, um, <laughs> you know, is there anything there that I that someone else is going through that I can also relate to that is still affecting me that I can make jokes about? And uh, so... Like Horcrux, so I did the the way they're released. It goes circus people, and that's mostly family stuff. It's a lot of stuff up here, you know, and and it's personal in a very basic way. Bread is sort of more of a best of album. The Bread album is that stuff from what I did myself in the '90s, and then some new stuff after Circus People. So that's sort of a classics best of album. If anyone wanted to start with one album, that's it. But it's also not super deep, right? When I did Horcrux, Horcrux is named Horcrux because I put my soul in it. You know, it was the first one where I had to do some mining to find some material to talk about some BS, to talk about some stuff. And, and it was a lot more personal. Hero came out six weeks after 
Hillary Clinton won the election and was not made president of the United States. And um, so that one, it became the only, it's the only album that's overtly political. You know, all of my stuff is socio-political in the way that it's about society and it's about, you know, social mores and cultures and stuff like that. But uh, Hero, the first 10 minutes... (laughs) is literally me freaking out about what is happening. So, and then so and then this album Staycation, you know, the first 5 minutes I think, 3 to 5, 3 to 6 might be um covidy kind of stuff and and you know current events. And then the rest of it is both personal and family and you know it's sort of somebody asked me like 10 years ago they're like you're still doing jokes about your dad and I was like forever I will always be doing jokes about my family and uh-huh. and when my father passes away I'll be able to do everything that he won't let me do now and uh <laughs> I'm so glad you brought up your dad because I can't believe he's a real person he sounds magical <laughs> <laughs> He would. He will love to hear that you think he sounds magical. I have made him magical. I will say that. In many ways, he is amazing, and these are all accurate depictions of him. Uh, yeah. In other ways, it is the lens through the love in my eyes. Because if you just looked at him and you heard about the stuff that he does, you'd be like, oh, what are you doing? And... Um, but if you're willing to go, all right, what what is it, and uh, <laughs> and how and and he does he does get exasperated and use his powers for good, and he but he also he has he literally is he's both a guy that is there for life, like he's he you know he was he he didn't. He wasn't like a deadbeat dad the way that he bolted, but he also didn't, he wasn't a hands-on dad. He wasn't around, you know? I I think Hero has the joke, my father's a lot like radiation. We never saw him as children, but he affected all of our lives. (laughs) (laughs) And and he's a glass half full kind of guy for sure, but, uh, but like, yeah, so... He said he's great. I told I told him he can't die. I need another twenty minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which actually, I was thinking about how you talk about his capitalistic nature in this album, and then I was also thinking about the um, I think it was a write up that Maria did about her old college asking her to come back, and how she was talking about her worth as a comedian and pay me and all of those things. And I was just curious about like where you fall in as a comedian now, where it's like, I know what I'm worth, but I only asked for $2,000 in that joke. So I, I was hoping you could talk a little bit about business as well. Yeah. Well, I mean, the thing is, is I, I really do think that I should get the same money as, as a lot of the, the guys do. And but I also want to work. So if I say, well, I need 3500 to five grand a week. And they're like, okay, 3500 And I was like, damn it. Why didn't I say five grand to 7500 a week? And so, I'm, you know, there's, you know, with stand-up and probably a thousand other things. But there's nine jobs, right? 
And one of those jobs is being your own advocate in, you know, and financially. And, you know, there's social media, there's the legal aspect, there's like, there's, there's promotion, there's, and then there's performing and writing. And the parts that I like best are the performing and writing. And so I'm good at maybe two of the other jobs at any given moment. And that rotates as to whether I, like somebody, this is Lori, somebody asked Lori, it was, might not have been Lori. Somebody wanted to do, somebody wanted somebody. And it wasn't me to do 45 minutes of stand-up comedy in their living room in Malibu. No mic. Uh, Thanksgiving Day. Wow. And they asked me, because I do, I get emails from so many comics randomly. What should I ask? I got one today. What should I ask for? And um, and with that, and I was like, well, do you want to do the gig? And whoever it was said no. And I said, $12,000 and a town car. <laughs> right? Yeah. A ride. <laughs> so they have to send someone to pick you up because... Malibu's far away. And $12,000, they're probably not going to pay it. and Or they will, and then you'll have $12,000. Mm. And if they don't, you didn't want to do it. Uh, and so never say no without a number. And the, whoever this was was like, um, no, I, I actually just said no. <laughs> and I was like, that is also an option. I mean, literally, when when – because the line is never say no without a number but that doesn't that's not it's not it's not a law right if someone says will you blow me you don't say well wait, let me get you a number in the hopes <laughs> in the hopes that they say oh that's too much money because then it's that old joke well now we're just negotiating we know you're a whore and um <laughs> but the thing is is if someone says i want you to blow me you're like no not ever not for cash, not not unless I want to, and uh, not unless this is an exciting time for both of us, uh, <laughs> and it's going to lead lead to some reciprocity, and uh, <laughs> so. <laughs> what a weird analogy, but it's true. So many of your analogies are so weird; they they like lodge in the brain. Like I mean, I've just been thinking about meat stocks and sausage casings since oh. I listened to your album, and like what a wonderful lens that is into the ongoing debate that has everyone hot under the collar about the gender and and gender and, and sexism yeah. and racism, and it's just Ugh. it's such a great way to go and. You know, someone might say, well, it's a bunch of 15-year-old kids, white kids, insisting on it. And I was like, I don't care who insisted on it. Maybe we will start seeing each other as 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 just a brain first, and then whoever after, you know? Because every, most people don't want to have sex with you. Most people literally just want a cup of coffee from you, a job, a place to live, and for you to get the hell out of the way, off the road. Mm -hmm. Just move on yeah. the street. In the car. <laughs> just get out of the way. <laughs> just get out. Seriously, just move. I actually wanted to talk about your references. A lot of your references are references that no one else is using. No one else is thinking of. Like, you talk about Mantis in this <laughs> album. And who's pulling out a Mantis reference She's ever? an empath. <laughs> <laughs> you're watching Guardians of the Galaxy 2 and you're like, oh, she's an empath. 
And, uh, you know, <laughs> so that's why we, that's why she is, she is referenced. The Peter Tingles, it's so funny because I referenced the, uh, you know, Spider-Man's aunt calls his spider sense the Peter Tingles. And so that's where I came up with the Peter Tingles in a sexual sense, because that's the joke in the movie as well. And some guy named Peter, he was like, I want a Peter Tingles shirt. And I was like, go to marvel.com, type in the words Peter Tingles, and help yourself. Because uh, those exist, uh, a lot of those are out there. That's out there. I don't, I don't need to recreate the wheel here <laughs> so but did you ever feel like you needed to get away from those i guess i don't i don't know nerdy dork forest like did you ever feel like you if you should shy away from that part of you to reach people some, love a different them. type of laugh yeah well people love them so much that sometimes i think i don't have enough of them but i also don't want to force you know none of none of us want to be dennis miller that's so sad and uh, but we don't want we don't want that. We did, I didn't want to be Dennis Miller when Dennis Miller was losing his shit, because he had all of those cool references, and when they came organically, they were funny. Mm-hmm. When people started creating like a list of well, you should do this, and then it was list comedy, and list comedy can be funny. I mean, there's there's um, when you say things in a list very fast. People are surprised that you memorized it, and they are happy. And if it's a funny, and if, and if it's a good punchline on top of that, if it's coming from a, a weird enough place, you're like, that's great. And if there's a joke within the list, another... Pa- you know who does that? Aaron Foley. Aaron Foley does a list. In the middle of the list, there's weird things in the list. And you're like, okay. So you, mm-hmm. can, you, can, you can do any kind of comedy, and then if you just make it your own, it's great. But so with my references, I just... Um, the temptation would be to do more of them rather than less. And I, so I, I don't, I don't look for them so much as when, when I'm riffing on stage or just sort of rethinking the, the jokes and stuff off stage. Um, if something like that comes up that I'm in. So yeah, I have a new joke about how one of my brothers, a big fly fisherman, but he's also like all of my siblings in sales. And um, fly fishing is like sales. And my my friend Carmen Morales, who you you know Carmen, right? Uh, awesome. She tagged with a sales reference the fly fishing joke. I talk about the guys, my brother's fishing, and it's like, you know, he's, he's doing that, that, that double thing with a pole. Casting. Casting. Yeah. Uh, but it's not like a normal like bass fishing where it's just like zzz, right? With fly fishing, it's sort of this kind of air kind of sound. Whatever, Jackie. Anyway, so <laughs> are are you sure you're not stone, Jackie? Are you sure? <laughs> and so and so, but but Carmen Morales was like, because I I made some crack about having the fly. Other things like, does that look like a fly? You know, like that's the cold call, right? That's the pitch. And Carmen was like, what do I got to do to get you onto this fly today? And I was like, <laughs> that is an awesome line. And so I will be using that line. And it is a weird, 
amalgamation of both sales and yeah. With the world opening back up mm-hmm. and everything happening, what do you? What's your road snack game look like? What do you do at home for dinner? What's your favorite food? Let's talk a little it's bit more about chicken. it. Baked chicken. Oh, yeah. Yeah, try to find that uh, recipe, you guys. Actually, if you Google Jackie Cation Chicken of the Gods, you will find it. Wow, uh, yeah, because cool. it was when MySpace was just winding down. I might not be super young, you guys. Uh, there, was some, <laughs> there, there, was a, uh, there was something called Bake Space, and Bake Space was just a place to put recipes. It was like, wow. like bands would put music on MySpace. Still do, actually. Uh, bake space is for recipes and um, baked chicken. It's just normal. You know, you you can do a thing where um, you can make it fiddlier than it is. But what what I usually do is I just screaming hot oven um, pieces in a in a fo- foil lined pan, salt, pepper, garlic, little dab of butter on each one. 450, 45 minutes, crispy skin, cook through. Uh, and if you want to fancy it up, take like one of those uh, rosemary garlic loaves of bread that they sell over at the grocery store, rip it up, put it underneath the chicken, and oh, what yeah. you get there is chicken bread. It's just chicken yeah. cooked in schmaltz. It's just bread cooked in schmaltz. And you're like, I can just eat that. And you're like, all right, I gotta, I'll die a couple of years early. That's all right. <laughs> Hell yes. <laughs> Hell yes. I mean, that's an outro. Holy cow. Yeah, the chicken bread. <laughs> I'm going to make some tonight. Oh, God, it's amazing. <laughs> I'll be over. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, where can people catch you performing in the next uh, bit of time? When's, it, when's, this, when's this going up? This will be out this week. Okay. So I'm in Arkansas. I'm in Lowell. Arkansas in northeastern Arkansas I think it's northeastern um and it's um it's a it's a comedy club called the Grove and there's just one show a night it's the weekend after Thanksgiving so it's Friday at seven o'clock Saturday at seven o'clock one show each night and then I'm gonna go stare at my in-laws who live outside of hot springs in the middle of a a, a national park where Andy's dad had one of the first GPSs I ever, this is probably 15, 16 years ago when I met him. Um, I was like, well, Clyde, what do you use the GPS for? And he said, it's mostly just to remember where I planted my pot in the National Forest. (laughs) That's amazing. (laughs) Fantastic. The original kind of grow. Yeah. Yeah, So so at Jackie Cation on TikTok and Facebook and all the things and Twitter and Instagram and uh, JackieCation.com. Fantastic. Oh, that's so good. Um, also, congrats on hitting number one uh, as we finish here. That's so, so great. Let's keep you at number one for yeah, as thank long you as so possible. Much. Yeah, yeah. The Apple Music. I, I was never on it more number one for more than six hours. So here we are. Fifth album, number one. Congratulations. Thank you. And it's available everywhere right now. It's on every platform. You can find it on... Any, anywhere you get a comedy album, basically, right? Right. And the the special, the video is actually free to watch on YouTube if you want. Yeah. And there's ads in the hopes to recoup some money. But um, but other than that, it's free. So, yeah. Amazing. Fantastic. Um, and you can follow us on Instagram at Weed and Grub. Our email is wg at weedandgrub.com. Leave us a five-star review on iTunes. Leave Jackie a five-star review on iTunes. Uh, it goes such a long way. Yeah. And uh, go see her live because you do not want to fucking miss it. You do not want to miss it. Thanks, guys. Thank you so much. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.